0: The Raiders pick up a victory over the Denver Broncos to close out the season and sharpen up the resume just a little bit more of interim head coach Antonio Pierce. That plus a whole lot more comes up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, Monday, January 8th, 2024. twenty four. You're Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas just Raiders. Win.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, just win. your team just every win. day. Just win. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside
0: down and laugh when he's conquered and won. And welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. As always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, we definitely appreciate you. And if you're you know just checking us out by way of regular podcast, wherever you get the podcast from, Spotify, Apple, whatever the case may be, we appreciate that as well. My man Ari does a great job each and every day getting us up on YouTube. We thank him for that. And uh, you can hit him up on Twitter if you want at. RE produces. You can hit me up as well at your boy Q254. And you know, we got the Lockdown Raider podcast. Voicemail line at 707 654 4693. We got so much coming up on today's show. Uh, today's one of those shows where it could just go on and on and on. And we all know that I've done shows that are super long and they're not supposed to be that long. But uh, today's one of those days where it could happen. I'm not going to try to make that happen. But man, I'll tell you, there's so many different avenues to go down, so many different Uh, things to talk about, including Raider Nation, who you know closed out Allegiant Stadium on Sunday in a fantastic way. Raider Nation was representing, got to meet and greet with a lot of you, and I definitely appreciate that. So many people say, Q, first listen of the day. Q, first listen of the day. Q, first listen of the day. It was awesome. It really was. So thank you so much. It's great to meet you, and uh, every time we get an opportunity to hang out and catch up, it's always well appreciated. Coming up in segment number three of today's show, uh, we got like 15 or 16 guys that we talked to in the locker room, including uh, Hall of Famers, right? Uh, Charles Woodson. Got an opportunity to catch up with Charles Woodson. You're going to hear from a couple of the Raiders, uh, former and current players, in the locker room coming up in segment number three. Segment number two, I just want to talk about the head coach. Not the interim head coach, but the head coach, Antonio Pierce. And that's because I believe he will be the next head coach of the Silver and Black, and I'll tell you why coming up in segment number two. Here in segment number one, I'd like to hit you with the news and notes just tell you about the game, uh, how it all shook out, just in case you weren't able to catch up with it. But uh, we'll do that after I tell you about the title sponsor today. Today's show, which is FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. And really it's crazy, man. The Raiders win 27-14 over the Broncos. That's their eighth win over the the Denver Broncos. Matter of fact, the Las Vegas Raiders have never lost to the Denver Broncos. Think about that. They're 8-0 since moving to Las Vegas against the Denver Broncos. I was glad to see the Broncos lose. I was glad to see Sean Payton get that smug look off his face, right? And just again, the the team is a team that they dominate so they might as well go ahead and continue to dominate him. So, uh, just a couple quick notes on the game. Uh, As the Raiders, uh, Aiden O'Connell was 20 for 31, 244 yards, two touchdowns and no picks. I thought he did a really good job, especially a couple times he had to backpedal and get the ball off and made a couple nice passes, including a touchdown pass to Devontae Adams that I thought he did a really good job with. Jacoby Myers, uh, again, continued to be a really good player for the Raiders. Three catches, 61 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, One touchdown was on the ground and another one was receiving. The one on the ground he was actually going to throw and then he saw that the play wasn't there, and so he kind of uh, went back and, and and ran across the field and realized uh, that there were some blockers there, and he worked his way into the end zone. He probably ran about 40 or 50 yards to pick up about four in the touchdown. But uh, really good by Jacoby Myers, again, a guy that uh, really has been or was a really great player uh, throughout the course of the year. Really good number two across from Devontae Adams. Speaking of Devontae Adams, he had five catches on the day, 46 yards and a touchdown. He went over 100 catches uh, for the season, already went over 1,000 yards, and, of course, added another touchdown down to the mix, and then Zamir White filling in for Josh Jacobs, 25 carries, 112 yards on the day, and let me pause right there and tell you about Josh Jacobs, and again, there's so many different ways I can go uh, on this podcast, and who knows if Josh Jacobs is ever going to wear a Raider jersey again, his contract is up, Uh, we didn't see him for the last three games, and you know, I doubt that the Raiders are going to want to spend big money, but And I know I'm going, I'm skipping ahead to the locker room already, but following the game, I've been, anyone who's listened to this podcast for a long time knows even before the Raiders drafted Josh Jacobs, I was a Josh Jacobs fan and I wanted. I was pounding the table for the Raiders to go get him in 2019 and they did. And so they're celebrating in the locker room when we all get in there, the media gets in there and we're walking around. And of course, Josh didn't play. So he's not going to really be in the locker room doing a whole lot. But before a bunch of media members, uh, you know, went over and started talking to him and kind of caught up to him for a few minutes, Josh Jacobs actually came up to me and was like, hey, man, I don't know what's going to happen next. I just don't. I mean, you, you never know. But you've been A-1 since day one. And you have no idea how dope that was because me and Josh Jacobs go back, right? I mean, I I, I interviewed him uh, before he got drafted right there in Tennessee. I remember being there. I remember suggesting to him that the Raiders select him. Uh, matter of fact, it was the same day that they announced that Marshawn Lynch was going to retire. And uh, I told him about that. And he said, well, you never, you never know how it's going to shake out. And so ever since... That day in 2019, me and Josh Jacobs have a really good relationship, but for him to go out of his way in the locker room and say, hey, man, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but you've been A-1 since day one, man. I really do appreciate that, and dab me up and give me a hug and everything. I thought that that was really cool. Obviously, he knows that that could be the final time that he's in that Raider locker room as well, but, you know, just to get the recognition from a guy like that it just kind of tells you about him. And so I just want to make sure I pass that along, not to give myself props, but to give Josh Jacobs props because he didn't have to say anything to me. He could have gone in there, got his stuff out of the locker room, and, and bounced. But he didn't, and so it just kind of, again, tells you about the guy who is Josh Jacobs. As far as the Raiders' defense goes, five sacks on the day and a turnover. Uh, How awesome is that? Something that has been an emphasis all year long, something we talked about all the way back in training camp. You know, and I put the number out there, 40 and 20. I wanted to see them get 40 sacks and 20 interceptions. Now, they didn't get 20 interceptions. Uh, They actually got 13 on the season, but they did get uh, 22 takeaways. Uh, 46 sacks on the season and 22 takeaways. Not bad at all, which shows you that they can get it done. Which also shows you that they could probably get a handful more of interceptions. There was a couple that happened on Sunday. One, Jack Jones just knew he should have had another one that Amik almost had one on his off his hands. Matter of fact, I think Jack Jones had an opportunity at a couple of them. But uh, Trayvon Merritt comes up with the interception late in the game. So uh, the defense plays played really good ball. They they were giving up third and long, which was kind of weird because they hadn't really done that all season long. So they were giving up third and long, but for the most part, did a great job. Max Crosby had a sack. Tyree Wilson had a sack. Malcolm Coons had a sack. Adam Butler and Isaiah Palomar all had sacks on the day. And Max Crosby ends the season with 14 and a half, one sack short of the single season record for the silver and black. So I'm sure that's something that he's going to pay attention to as well. How about no penalties? No penalties and no turnovers. So the Raiders finished with zero penalties. The second game this season was zero penalties. First time in franchise history, the Raiders have had two games with zero penalties in a single season. But how about this? The 2023 Raiders are just the seventh team in the NFL since 1960 to have two games in a single season with zero penalties. The first team to do that was actually back in 2013 when the New England Patriots did that. So just thought that that was really cool, and I wanted to make sure I tipped the cap because I don't think I've talked about that quite enough. The discipline that this team showed throughout the course of the year, uh, not racking up penalty after penalty after penalty and being the least penalized team in the league, thought that was awesome, and it's gotten even better under Antonio Pierce. Uh, How about the scene in the locker room? I know I'm kind of scatter shooting going back and forth, but as I mentioned, there's so much to talk about. There was legends. Hall of Famers, Raider greats in the locker room uh, when we got in there, like Jim Plunkett, Jim Otto, Ted Hendricks, Richard Seymour, Marcus Allen, Mike Haynes, and Jaden Daniels apparently was in the locker room as well, uh, according to Vic Taffer from The Athletic. I didn't see him. Uh, because I was too busy trying to talk to different players uh, and even got an opportunity to catch up with Charles Woodson. He was also in the locker room as well. Uh, So I didn't see him. I just missed him, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, he is friends with Antonio Pierce. He shouted him out when he won the Heisman Trophy. Uh, And I hope that he's in that Raiders locker room sooner rather than later. (laughs) Right? And what I mean by that is I hope the Raiders draft him. Uh, In round one, in the upcoming draft. And just for S's and giggles, the Raiders do have the number 13 overall pick in the upcoming draft in April. We'll obviously deep dive in all that, but that's not for today's conversation. But uh, man, just a hell of a locker room uh, once they won that game, a hell of a scene at the stadium with the fans chanting uh, uh, AP, AP, AP as he's leaving the field. I mean, that's that's just something that is amazing. Uh, the vibe, the energy that was in the building from the pregame show all the way through the course of the game uh, was amazing. It's just it was it was a scene and it was something that uh, you know, you, you get that you get that Coliseum feel. And now I don't want to, I'm not saying it was Colise- it was the Coliseum, but you just get that family feel, that energy feel, that you know, that, that, that Raider football feel, that Raider swag feel is what it was on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. And that is a a really great feeling and that's something that Antonio Pierce has helped bring back to the silver and black. And so under his watch, from November first through the end of the season, the Raiders go five and four. And they beat every team in the AFC West. I think that says something about Antonio Pierce. But we'll say something more about Antonio Pierce coming up in segment number two. I'll tell you why he's not the interim head coach, but I believe he is the head coach. We'll do that coming up in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. We'll do that right after I tell you about LinkedIn. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs know that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. And check it out. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion, that's with a B professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So it's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. That is fast. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats, it might not have the time or the resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is quick, and easy. I like to say quick, fast, and in a hurry, right? <laughs> right now, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Ready Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Just want to talk about. Head coach Antonio Pierce. And I do believe that he's going to be head coach Antonio Pierce, not interim head coach Antonio Pierce, but the full deal. Uh, head coach, right? The full-time head coach, the permanent head coach, the guy moving forward. He is the right guy for the job. And this is not like I'm breaking some news. I've been talking about this for some weeks now here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast or Raider Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness, wherever you listen to me at. I've been talking about this for a few weeks. And first of all, it's not like me to just jump out and and just go ahead and, and say, all right, this is the right move to make as early as it was for me in the process. But it didn't take long to see what this Raiders team was all about. It didn't take long for me to see what this head coach was about. You know, it didn't take long for the fan base to see what this head coach was all about. And I know the saying, you know, if you listen to the fans, you'll end up sitting with the fans. I get that, right? I know all the cute cliches. I know all the cute little catchphrases. Hell, I say half of them, right? And again, I always like to not rush the judgment. I always like to kind of take it slow and easy and, you know, just survey everything, think about everything, weigh all the sides of it. But I'm sorry, there's just really no weighing any sides of it. I understand that it's going to be a two-man race. I mean, let's call it what it is. Let's, let's put the cards out on the table, right? It's real simple. It's going to be a two-man race. I've been saying it all weekend long. I said it all day on Sunday. Anybody from Raider Nation that I got to talk to, uh, I, I said it to, and I'll say it again and I'll say it all, all day on the radio as well this afternoon, right? It's a two-man race. It's going to come down to Antonio Pierce and Jim Harbaugh. I don't think anyone else is going to be, you know, in the running, in the, like a finalist for the head coach of position. And I know that Mark Davis likes Jim Harbaugh, and you know what? I don't blame him. Jim Harbaugh's a really good coach. Jim Harbaugh has turned teams around. Jim Harbaugh has got them to the Super Bowl. Jim Harbaugh has Michigan in the national championship game, right? I get that. He's been there, done that. He's turned Stanford around. I mean, there's, the look, the resume speaks for itself. But With that being said, the resume of Antonio Pierce speaks for itself as well. And I know it's a much shorter resume, but I'm okay with that. I'm all right with that. And look, if they hire Antonio Pierce and it fails, then I'll be the first one to come out and say, all right, you know what? I was wrong. I was wrong and maybe they should have gone with Harbaugh, but there's something about Antonio Pierce, the way that he leads, the way that he gets these guys to go want to play, the way that those guys played on Sunday in a game that didn't mean anything except for it was a final game of the year. It was against a division opponent and it was at home. They all went out there and put it on the line and they were out there balling to try to get Antonio Pierce that game. And then every single player that we talked to in the Raiders locker room, and we talked to a lot. You'll hear about it coming up in segment number three. Every single one of them said we're trying to get that win for AP. We want him to be our head coach. Jermaine Illuminor, I had a little one-on-one conversation with him, and he said I wouldn't even be on this team if it wasn't for Antonio Pierce. He said I, 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 don't, I, I guarantee that I wouldn't be here. right? And, and I'll get to that conversation as well. But, I mean, he, he, said, he said walk around this locker room and, and, and ask if AP got the, the best out of you. I guarantee every single player in this locker room will say AP got the best out of them. And that to me is all I need to know. If a coach can get the best out of you, what else do you want? I'll wait. I mean, seriously, if, if I could tell you, hey, I'm going to get the best out of you, then cool. What, whatever you have in you, if I can get all the best out of you and you can le- lay it on the line. And look, you know that the, the skills are there. The skill set is there for every player in that locker room. They wouldn't be in the league. Right? I know we always mess around, oh, that guy's not good or this guy's not good or that guy's great and that guy's just okay, but they're in the league for a reason. So if this guy, Antonio Pierce, can get the best out of each and every one of those players in, the, in, in that locker room, why wouldn't you want to go with him? If he brings and embodies what your team means, why wouldn't you want to go with him? This guy made sure that legends, and I mean legends, were in the Raiders' locker room following the game. They got the cigar smoke going. They got the music playing, and they've got Mike Haynes in the locker room. They got Charles Woodson in the locker room. Richard Seymour is in the locker room with a cigar in his hand, right? Uh, Who else? Marcus Allen is in the locker room. Jim Plunkett, Jim Otto, Ted Hendricks, they're all sitting, they're standing there sitting in the locker room chilling, right? They're all there. All these legends, and Antonio Pierce is the one who said, it was important to have those guys there, and it's funny. And I didn't, I didn't record this interview, but I sat there and I talked with Mike Haynes. He's a guy that, obviously, a Hall of Famer, but he's a guy that I talk to all the time. I see him quite a bit, and uh, you know, every time I see him, I say, "Hey, man, it's good to, be, it's good to see you." And he says, "It's good to be seen." And so, and I, I joked and laughed with him because I say that anytime someone tells me that now they say, "Hey, it's good to see you," and I'm like, "It's good to be seen." And I always say, "I got that from Mike Haynes." I mean, that's just <laughs> that's my Mike Haynes line. So I saw him in the locker room, and I just started talking to him and I said man what do you think and he said this is awesome he's I haven't been in here I haven't been here before you know like I haven't been inside the the locker room like this after a game and after the uh, see these guys celebrate and uh you know being a part of it's important and he said this is what we used to do this is what we used to do again Hall of Fame Raider we used to do stuff like this we used to have the legends in the locker room with us the greats that came before us in the locker room and just to see them was like eye-opening and he said, we, we, don't, we haven't been around the team enough. We haven't been around the players enough. We haven't been able to, you know, pick their brain or let them pick our brain. And, you know, he said that uh, there was a time where he used to actually be on the, when there was a road trip, he'd be on the, the team plane. And he would be telling the, like, the rookies or, or some of the players, like, okay, you're going to Miami. This is what you need to watch out for. All right, this is what, you know, don't let this overwhelm you or don't, you know, don't worry about this. It's not really what it's, it's cracked up to be. And, you know, and oh, the, well, this is, a, you know, a part of the field you got to watch. Like he said, we used to be on the team planes with these guys. And we used to be able to, you know, give them our knowledge and hand down some, some tips and, and let them know this, that, and the other. He said, we, we don't do that anymore. We got away from that. Antonio Pierce made sure that that came back as well. Does that guarantee that you're going to win 10, 11 games and you're going to go to the playoffs? No, not at all. But it's just something. It just shows you how much he embraces who he is, which is a Raider, right? I mean, he he uh, he talked to the media following the the game. It was funny. I went into the locker room, was in the locker room for a very long time, thought that I already missed Antonio Pierce at the, at the podium. So I get in the elevator, go back upstairs to the press box to get my backpack so I can get ready to get out of there. He's speaking with the media, and he spent a, a, a lot of time. And now, luckily, we get to talk to him again this morning. So uh, I missed that that, uh, that that session with AP, but I'm sure I'm going to talk to him today. And then they get to clean out their locker room, so we'll, we'll clean out their locker. So we'll get an opportunity again to talk to a bunch of players in the locker room uh, for the final time, and then it'll go into the offseason. But, I mean, this guy is 5-4, and four, nine games. He went from being a linebacker coach to a head coach. As he said, his worst day was going to be November 1st. It was. Everything continued to improve throughout the course of of the season as he went along, right? He's obviously a lot more comfortable in the head coaching position. He realizes that there's no guarantee that he'll be back, but I think that it would be the dumbest thing in the world. I think it would be the biggest mistake for Mark Davis not to hire him. Now, look, I'm not saying don't go through the interview process. Don't talk to some people because, look, you still need offensive coordinator, you still need a guy with a sharp mind, I do believe. Uh, there's still other uh, uh, assistant coaches positions that you're going to need. Uh, there was a report from Adam Schefter that came out over the weekend that basically said all the assistants were told that they could seek other jobs, and, and if they you know get job offers, make sure that the Raiders stay in the loop, which you know a lot of people ask me, what do you think about that? Look, that's basically standard. It's giving the Raiders the opportunity to say, yeah, you know what? We want to keep you around. They just want to know, like, if a, if a coordinator goes and and talks to, say, I'm just going to throw a team out there, like Chicago, and they want to bring them in. Okay, well, you know, cool. Let me talk to the Raiders real quick. Hey, by the way, Chicago wants to bring me in. Oh, okay. What do they want your position to be? Okay, cool. Congratulations. Go ahead and do that. Or, oh, hey, know what? We'll match that or we'll improve that. Don't worry. We want to keep you in the mix. So that's all standard. So I wouldn't I wouldn't really worry about that. But there's going to be some coaches that are going to be changed, but I just don't think it would make any sense in the world, regardless of how, how good Jim Harbaugh is, is, is as a coach, to bring him in. I, I just I don't think it's necessary. You have your guy. He's right there in front of you. He showed you. He didn't tell you. He didn't preach to you. He didn't get loud and, 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 and scream it from the mountaintops that you have to hire him, hire me, hire me, hire me. He just went out there and put it on the grass, right, and just showed you exactly what he could do. Could you imagine what Antonio Pierce could do with an offseason season? Can you imagine what Antonio Pierce could do with the training camp, with, a, with his own tutelage and, and, and practice and his own mind and his own uh, you know, plan moving forward? you imagine what he could do next year? I, I mean, that, that, that pumps me up, and I know it's going to be a while before next season hits, but that pumps me up just for the, for the opportunity and the, the possibilities that, uh, that could come from that, uh, hiring Antonio Pierce. Now, look, I'll say this. If Mark Davis decides he's going to go in a different direction, hire Jim Harbaugh, guess what, Raider Nation? You'll be happy. Because Jim Harbaugh will turn things around. I don't know how long he'll be around. I don't know how long he'll be until you know he starts rubbing rubbing some players the wrong way as he did when he was in San Francisco, but that's not a conversation for today. Uh, I know guys like Devontae and guys like Max would be okay with, with uh, Jim Harbaugh. They're not going to say, no, we're not going to play uh, you know, for the team if, if uh, he's the head coach. They're not going to do that. They're professionals. I know Devontae has no problem with Jim Harbaugh at all. I, I can guarantee you that. Uh, I've I've talked to enough people to know that's the truth. So that's not going to be the problem. I just don't think you need to go out there and do it. And then on top of that, I see a lot of people say, well, now, you know, if the Raiders don't hire Harbaugh, then the Chargers are going to hire Harbaugh. Then he's going to have to go up against Andy Reid and Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh, uh, you know, six times a year. And? Is that anything that's not Raiders? That's Raiders all day. That's screaming Raiders, right? I mean, and look, and he already beat every one of them outside of Harbaugh once already. Right. He he beat Sean Payton in Denver. He beat Andy Reid in the Chiefs. And of course, he beat the Chargers and the Chargers don't have a head coach right now. But you think AP is going to back down to that? No, all he's going to do is say, hey, that's a hell of a challenge. Cool. Great. They expect us to be to, to not be good because I'm not an experienced head coach. We'll, we'll show you. I, I kind of like that. <laughs> I kind of like it a little bit more. I think it provides a little bit more edge for AP. I, I just I, I just don't think it would make any sense at all to go in a different direction. Doesn't mean that it won't, but I think that it's very obvious that the head coach is right in front of Mark Davis. Again, the interview process is going to happen. They'll probably be able to get some good good prospects out of that, maybe potential offensive coordinators, maybe potential assistant head coaches, maybe new defensive coordinator if Patrick Graham gets an offer somewhere. Who knows, right? I mean, you can get a whole lot of, of good coming out of these interviews, but I think it's very obvious for everything he's done, the leadership he brings, the way that he embodies the, the fan base. And again, to hear a whole fan base ch- chanting AP following the game while they're running off the field. Even when we ask the players in the locker room that there's like, man, I've never heard that before. I've Never heard that. I've never seen it. Said so If you walk around the locker room and ask every one of the players, they all want AP back. Now, I know all the players aren't going to be back, but they all want AP back. The fan base all wants AP back. Every, every former player that I've talked to across the league thinks it makes sense. Like 99% of the analysts that I've talked to, national analysts across the league, think it makes sense. I mean, it's just sometimes it's just that obvious. It's right in front of you. So I'm very confident, uh, and I've been pretty confident that that AP should get an opportunity to get the job, but I feel like he's really earned the job. So now I'm really confident saying that he's going to get the job. Now, who knows when that's going to happen? For the most part, I believe that Mark Davis's track record of hiring is around the 20th of January, you know, taking a couple of weeks and then and then make it happen. I think that that's pretty much the consensus when 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 things happen. So, uh, I would look for things to become official, you know, in the next couple of weeks, but you'll hear plenty of rumors in between now. And then coming up in segment number 3, you'll hear from a couple of those players that we talked to in the Raiders locker room, including the Hall of Famer Charles Woodson. Got to hit let you hear from Charles Woodson, right? We'll do it next, coming up in segment number three of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast. Before we get to that, though, I do want to tell you about FanDuel. And, well, the NFL regular season is wrapped up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book right now. New customers get 150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. It's $150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. It's that simple. The app is easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet. Uh, you like parlays. They have the same game parlays. They have the parlay and the parlay hub. You can find one or make one. Uh, it's the best way to find popular parlays. Uh, find bets in the new Explore tab. Of course, they got the spreads. They got the over-unders. They got my favorite, which is the player props and a whole lot more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to take you inside the Raiders locker room. We've kind of been doing that anyway throughout the course of the show, but now I want you to actually hear from some folks inside the Raiders locker room. Got a chance to catch up with A.J. Cole, Amari Burney, Amik Robertson, Austin Hooper, Brandon Bolden, Devontae Adams, Jakob Johnson, Josh Jacobs, Malcolm Koontz, Isaiah Palmao, Zamir White, Jim Plunkett, also Jermaine Illuminor, Jack Jones, and Charles Woodson, the Hall of Famer, Charles Woodson. So off top, we got to lead off with the Hall of Famer, right? Uh, Still, this does not count. For anyone who's been listening to me for a long time, knows I've still been trying to land the Charles Woodson interview. This does not count as the Charles Woodson interview. So this is not the feather in the cap yet. I'll get that at some point. I've had a chance to talk to him at Cliff Branch's uh, Hall of Fame party that they had in Canton, Ohio. That was amazing. That didn't qualify, and this one didn't either, but it was a nice step, <laughs> having a couple uh, seconds with uh, Charles Woodson in the Raiders locker room following the victory over the Denver Broncos.
1: Yeah, you know, I think that I think the mood is, um, you know, for the players yeah. specifically is that I know a lot of these guys. I, I've, I've heard the interviews, um, spoken to a few guys. I know they like AP, and I know they like and love what he brought, you know, to the team and to the organization. And I know they're fighting for him. You know, I know, I know a lot of guys want to see him come back here. And I think this was, um, you know, you know, kind of like a, a statement, you know, type of game for him. You know, last week felt a little short. You know, would have gave us an opportunity to maybe get into the playoffs, but you didn't get it. But your home, it's your last game, it's your last chance, maybe to, to, to show Mark, hey, this is the guy we want. And they went out there and took care of business today against Denver. So um, that's the mood right so now. What
0: do you think of that
1: final impression, I guess, as the season wraps? Yeah, well, the, for me, the impression started very early on. You know, when he first took this thing over, like the, the, the impact was immediate and, and it was glaring and you could see it. And uh, it just continued on, you know, his first two games, you know, talk about playing two teams um, that I feel like you should beat, and he beat those teams. Next two games, you play against teams where nobody really gave you a shot. Miami, Kansas City had a shot to beat Miami. Turnovers kind of killed us. Kansas City, we out to a 14-0 start, crumbled after that, but you but you, but you, you saw something, you know, and then, uh, you know, just kind of finish the season out, finish it out this way go to Kansas City, win on the road, and then win this game at home against another division opponent. So he's done really good things in a short amount of time, and uh, I really don't know what else he could do besides that because he's here in the organization. Everybody's going to come with their resume, whoever he interviews. I don't think there's a better resume than what he did in short time here. So,
0: What does it mean to get back to Raider football and having that Raider swag that AP has brought this team? Yeah, tough
1: football, man. Tough tr- football. He preaches it. The guys listen. They understand it. And they watch the game, man. They play with some attitude. That's what Raiders are all about. And I was just watching AP walk off the field after the game and saw him go over to the stands. And he's, I don't know what he was saying. But it looked like Raiders to me. Right. You know what I mean? So um he, he, he was a tough he was a tough football player, yeah he was on the championship team he he, he knows what it feels like you know he knows what it, what it looks like because uh, he 's been around it. he 's been at the top of the game, but not only that, he grew up knowing this team, so he understands what we have always exuded as players in the organization he 's trying to get back to the winning ways. Of the raiders and so man I, I just i like the way it feels too as a hall of fame quarterback what do you see from jack jones when you see him man love, love it man just uh just a tenacious player uh, instinctive uh great ball skills um i was just mentioning to somebody I, you know the play he made where he had to come from this side you know understanding um the way the other team is trying to attack you understand what that pressure point is and i was telling him i was like man great play And he looked at me, and he was like, man, but you know. And I was like, no, 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 no. I get it. Right. I said, we want the pick. Right. But I said, you know, sometimes when you understand the play, you kind of bait it a little bit. And sometimes it puts you out of position, but he still made the play. Right. Next time we'll get the pick. But I get where he's coming from. Right, right. But but that play just shows you a lot about him. He understands the game. Right. Because that's his play to make. Mm -hmm. Even though you got a corner on the other side, and that guy's coming. You need that guy because that middle, middle field safety has gone. Right. That's big time.
0: So there was a few minutes with Charles Woodson right there, and uh, he's, he's just great to catch up with. And you hear him right there talking about Antonio Pierce. Again, going back to my segment number two conversation, right? Everything that he's brought to this table is all Raider-like. Not to mention, it's not like it's just, oh, well, they're, they're playing Raider football. They look like Raiders, sound like Raiders. They're also winning games, right? I know there was a couple that got away but I mean the, the team was five and four under Antonio Pierce. And if you get the Vikings win and ifs and and, and buts, I get all that. You know, I know that it, you know, close is only matters in in hand grenades and, and uh horseshoes and, and this is neither. But I mean, look, they're a couple plays away from seven and two. They're five and four under AP. Right? The Vikings game, definitely a game they should have won. That gives them another win. And then the Colts game. Should have that should have been a win as well. I still believe that they were the better team than the Colts. They just well didn't find a way to get it done. I mean, literally the 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 Raiders could have been seven and two under Antonio Pierce's watch. And I mean, man does does it get any better than that? Not really, right? I mean, and he's he's played he, he's he's got his team. Playing at such a high level and playing, you know, just disciplined ball like we talked about as well. And again, you heard everything that Seawood had to say. And you heard uh, I asked him about Jack Jones, and he talked about you know the fact that he he didn't get that interception, but he made a hell of a play uh, that would have been a touchdown for the Broncos. And he tipped the ball away, a nice pass breakup, and he was mad that he didn't get the interception. But you heard what Seawood said, hey, but you still made the play. Well. It's only right that, you know, you hear the conversation that we had with Jack Jones uh, in the locker room as well because, well, that play came up. Here it is. Here's our conversation in the Raiders locker room with Jack Jones.
2: Talk about the play, deep, deep middle. What did you see on that? I got to make that. It ain't no – no, no, the real. I, I got to make that. I I went up there before the ball even, you know, hand the ball contact. I had in my head that I'm finna one hand this before I even got there. So – that kind of that you know i missed the opportunity for that and you know like i was telling nate i can't
0: play with my food man i gotta eat that charles it's funny we just talked to charles wilson and he said that you guys talked about that play and he said but you made the play you made the play even though you didn't get the pick you'll get the pick next time no i didn't make that play that, <laughs> the hall of famer said I'm you telling, made the play I,
2: i'm not happy with that at all <laughs> I, I, I gotta make that i gotta i, I gotta go the other way man well that's, that's a big moment in the game. Yeah. It looks like looks like they're gonna have a touchdown. Yeah. Break it up. I mean, you did make you did make that part of the play at least. I mean, yeah. what what did that play mean, I guess, to your event to that point? Eleven dudes on the field, we all helping each other out. Try again. <laughs> that's all we was thinking, try again. That ain't it though. What does what, what it mean to you guys have a performance like this, especially the way last week went? You know, you personally, had the whole team. I mean, uh, how did it, how good it feel to have this one, this one to sit with, sit with for the off season? Man, this it's a great feeling going into the off season with a W. Man, you know, it would have been even better if we, you know the last couple of games would have been Ws. You know, but you know the pieces fall how they how they fell, and you know we did what we were supposed to today and came out and handled business and you know, we got to the off season and come back stronger next year. What did it feel
0: like getting this W for for AP?
2: It's everything, man. I mean, I hope he gets the job, man. I, I do. I hope God bless bless AP and, and give him the opportunity, you know, even if it's, you know, a one-year thing, you know, just to try it out. You know, I I really hope uh, AP get the job, man. I think he deserves it. I know you haven't been here the whole time that he's took over, but what does he mean? What has he meant to this locker room? Everything. I mean, you see it. It's, it's night and day. I mean, I don't even have to put in words. I mean, from from the fans to family members to to, to the players in the locker room we we feel the difference we know yeah. we know the difference we we can see the difference it, i mean it's
0: it's speaking for itself right what does it mean to have the hall of famers Seawood in the locker room jim plunkton in the locker room yeah. what is it to see the old-time raiders in here
2: oh man that's big time that's that's big time man that's you know you got to cherish those moments you don't get guys <laughs> like that all the time around right. you know so man that's big time man So hats off to them guys to hear a chance about uh, AP on the way up uh, to the locker room, man. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? When it, when it was like, uh, AP, hey. man, that, that melted my heart, man. I was like, I was loved, man. It was like, damn, like, man, just, just give them the opportunity, oh, man. That's that's all we want, man. Just for them to have an opportunity and, and we can go from there. I know you've only been here a short period of time, but do you feel like you found a home? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. That's what i planned playing from, from today. Planning to be here the rest of my life, man. What do you, what do you like about Las Vegas? Just the city, home. It's a good city. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm from the West Coast, so it's you know going out to the East Coast. At first, it was it was different. Coming out here, this this shit home, man. This it's me right here. This you know I feel like this is what I do.
0: What does it feel like? You just said that you're gonna be
2: here the rest of your life. That this place hit, touched your heart. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, the the place, the players, the coaches. The, the whole nine, man, yeah. uh, everything, you know, it, it means something to me. It, it's not just another team that I'm playing for. This is a family that we built.
0: How have you felt the fans embrace you as well?
2: I love the fans, man. I'll be, be checking out some of the comments on Twitter. You know, I, I felt like the last team, they, the fans really wasn't on my side. It's not like you're supposed to care, but, man, these Raider fans be riding, and it's forever love. <laughs> hey, it's love, bro. It's love for sure.
0: How cool does it when Jack Jones says, from today on, I want to be here for the rest of my life, right? And he talks about AP, and that's been well-documented that they go back to Long Beach Poly and basically that he's uh, Jack Jones' like father figure. And, you know, of course he was with them there at Arizona State. And, I mean, it's just it, – it, again, the, the, those storylines, those are always cool. But just the way that Jack Jones has really embraced being a Raider and, you know, going back to what Charles Woodson said about how smart Jack Jones is as a, as a player. You know, a lot of people hear him talking and, you know – being you know having a little edge to him or you know but the dude is so so savvy and so smart when it comes to just just you know film study and understanding plays when they're out in front of him that's why he's so mad that he didn't get that interception because he read it he knew exactly what was going on he just didn't get there in time to to make the the interception he, he just was able to break the ball up but uh really wanted to get that interception but uh, love that stuff, that conversation right there with Jack Jones. Uh, let's see. I think I got time. Let's go ahead, and I know I'm, I'm pushing it, but let's go ahead and uh, get a quick minute. I had a little opportunity to catch up, a little one-on-one action with Malcolm Koontz. So here's a, a conversation with Malcolm Koontz following uh, the game. He picked up another interception, his, or not interception, excuse me, his, uh, picked up another sack on the season. It was his eighth sack to finish out the season. So uh, Max ended up with 14.5, and Malcolm Koontz, Ended up with eight. Here's that conversation. Here in the Raiders locker room, Malcolm Koontz, and the season gets wrapped up, and uh, you guys get a W at the house. How, how did everything feel? Felt amazing. Definitely, these are the
2: games that you remember, so it's always a great feeling.
0: What did it mean to get a get a W for AP, and you hear the crowd chanting AP, AP, AP as you guys are leaving the field?
2: It's always great. It's, I think it's well-deserved. It's kind of create a feeling, especially in the locker room that you kind of don't want to leave. So
0: when we walked in the locker room, there's a bunch of Raider legends, Hall of Famers, Sea Wood, yeah. Jim Plunkett, others. Yeah. how cool is that?
2: It's it's cool, especially like when they like you create a vibe that oh. even the older guys want to kind of get in. So yeah, it's definitely dope.
0: Picked up another sack during the game. Yeah, that's almost like had him on another one. <laughs> which one? Which one? Which one do you think about more—the sack or the one that was almost it's, a sack?
2: It's always the almost sacks that you think yeah. about. So so yeah. <laughs>
0: Jack was talking about the tip ball that he had. That was a hell of a play, and he's mm. like, "I'm mad that I didn't make the play." Yeah, i was exactly. like, "You made the play, though."
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> <nah. laughs> that's just how you wired huh?
1: Those are the ones that you that keep you up at night, too. So,
0: so yeah. So, so at what point do you go into the off season, and kind of start to reflect and think back of, of just the season in general? Like, what, what do you do for yourself? To
2: well, first I'm gonna take a break, let the body heal up. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, uh, kind of just uh, pay attention to things that did good, things that did bad, and then work
0: from there. So yeah. What is the season just meant to you in general? I uh, just trust myself um, playing with confidence and much shit. So there's Malcolm Coons. He's never gonna be a guy that's gonna be long-winded and have a bunch of conversations, uh long, lengthy conversations. But I mean he picks up another sack. You really had a, a a damn good season as far as I'm concerned, uh, coming away with eight sacks when you really didn't know what to expect from him when the season started. So I just gotta tip the cap and and uh, you know tell him that he did a hell of a job. And it's funny because just like Jack Jones, you know, Jack missed the interception and Malcolm missed one of the uh, sack opportunities on Jared Stidham. He's like, no, nah, you always think about the one that, that you missed, not the play that you made, you always think about the one that that you miss. But uh, Malcolm Coates, man, uh, if he can develop and build off of what he did this season and really be that true number two across from Max Crosby – Uh, The Raiders really got something cooking on that defensive line. And then Tyree Wilson even starting to come on. He picked up a sack on Sunday as well. So the pieces are starting to come together. Are they all there? No, but they're still starting to come together on that defensive side of the ball. And, of course, we all know that the Raiders need a few pieces offensively. A couple offensive linemen, I think. I still believe they need a mobile quarterback and, uh, obviously, an offensive coordinator. I think they need to uh, make sure that they add a creative sharp, uh, you know, just one of those those uh, you know uh, aggressive minds just somebody who's a really good uh, play caller uh, in the league that's the experience I think that's the word I'm looking for experience is what they really need. But that's all we got time for on today's show. Again, we'll be meeting with uh, Antonio Pierce about 1045 this morning, Pacific time at the Intermountain Health Performance Center for the last time. And then we'll dip into the Raiders locker room for the last time as well. So we'll be able to bring you some more of the conversation that we had on Sunday in the locker room. I'll be able to bring you some more of whatever I get later on today in the locker room. And of course we'll have it tomorrow and we'll start talking about uh, more of the off season and the direction that the Raiders can go uh, with the coaching and player roster, everything uh, there's a lot to do this offseason, and so it will not be any dull moments here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. So until tomorrow, Red Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family, and most importantly, as always, just win, baby.